Hello and welcome to Not Another Witch Podcast. Because does the world really need another witchcraft podcast? No, but we're gonna do it anyway. I'm Vicky, aka the Aphrodisian Witch, and today I want to talk about cannabis. I have had this urge to speak about weed witchery for a while, and similar to my last episode on mushrooms, Meta have not liked my (laughs) weed witchery posts, and I'm on my last warning for like the next like 10 months. (laughs) And I also feel like there is this sort of resistance around talking about it because my relationship with weed is packed full of shame and it's one that I'm I feel like I'll probably be moving through my relationship with cannabis and trying to like shake off any residual shame around my um cannabis use as a as medicine essentially I'll probably be moving through that for like my whole life (laughs) but when I have spoken about it on Instagram a it's got such a huge reception people are so interested about weed witchery and a lot of my audience is stoners and it's something that I don't see spoken about all that often at least not in like a public sense I hear and see a lot of witches sharing in more of a solo sense perhaps between other stoner witches or on like their personal accounts but it's not something that I've seen all that much spoken about in public. And I suppose I'm still trying to reconcile my own connection with cannabis, my own journey, because whilst intellectually, I'm like, no, this is genuinely like I have a prescription for medicinal cannabis, which is such a huge position of privilege because it costs so much money. Oh my God. And I feel incredibly grateful to have that available as a medicine because a lot of people do not have access to it and it shouldn't be criminalized like genuinely I'm like if I can get something on prescription and it has been the most helpful medicine for my chronic pain for my anxiety I'm also kind of realizing now how helpful it's been within my neurodivergence I'm pretty sure I'm autistic and I feel like cannabis has become a big part of my routine to ground myself back down again, to come back into my body. But it's still very difficult to navigate that in a world that is becoming less hostile towards cannabis use. But it's not exactly, especially in like semi-rural Wales, (laughs) it's not exactly like um, there's a ton of support, at least openly around here. And I also acknowledge that I'm speaking from a big place of privilege. You know, I am living in a white body. And even when I've taken like my medication abroad, you know, with a prescription, you know, having, you know, a doctor's note to be able to do it legally, no one's even batted an eyelid. And I, and I remember moving through airports, really stressing about someone questioning my medication and no one even batted an eyelid. And I was like, I wonder if I was in a different body or I presented a different way, if that would be the same. I doubt it. So I do just want to preface this whole episode by saying like, I'm speaking from a massive place of privilege from my body and from just like my financial situation that I can 
legally have medicinal cannabis in the UK, which is, I feel like kind of like a, almost like a secret. I didn't know for a really long time that it was actually something you could get on private prescription here. And it's safe to say that when I actually did find that out and I made the inquiries, it literally changed my life. Now, why am I speaking about this on this episode? Because one of my favorite ways as a disabled witch, as someone who has to use this medicine every single day to honor my body's capabilities, to honor the medicine, to honor the plant, I love bringing witchcraft into my cannabis consumption. And I love this so much that I actually, (laughs) Magical Misfit Mystery School, which if you haven't heard about, where have you been? It's all I've been talking about for like two months. But the weed witchery class that I have planned for this month going ahead was one of the core reasons why I started Magical Misfit Mystery School, because I was so frustrated with not being able to speak about this stuff on social media one of like one of the biggest reels I ever did was like a weed witchery tip and it went really viral really quick and it was so funny because it was literally a reel recorded like shit lighting I was in a shit mood (laughs) I had no content to post and it's so funny how like sometimes the least planned stuff just is what people need and it took off but then that reel I feel like gathered Instagram's um attention towards my account and then I got a load of weed posts taken down I got a load of mushroom posts taken down which I speak a little bit about in the last episode which is maybe why this is kind of on my mind because I'm like okay I've kind of dealt with the mushroom side which is just silly because it's like I'm not even talking about psilocybin I'm talking about normal fucking mushrooms (laughs) but I feel like yeah I was really craving a space where I'd be able to speak about weed witchery at length without the worry of (laughs) getting my business shut down by Meta, which luckily I think now that I'm verified, like I do feel a bit more of a safety thing about that. Um, But at the time that wasn't an option. So I was like, I would love to teach a class about this. And that was months ago. And then when I really sat with the idea of MMMS, I was like, we have to do a weed witchery class at some point. And that is now actually going to be released um, within around the next five weeks or so on Magical Misfit Mystery School. But I kind of wanted to give folks a little bit of a taster, a little bit of an introduction to my own ways that I use cannabis within my witchcraft practice and how I infuse my cannabis use with witchcraft, with magic. One of the reasons that bringing magic and witchcraft and intention into my cannabis use has been such a healing experience for me is because of that shame that I have around utilizing this medicine. And most cannabis users that I speak to echo that they have felt this shame around utilizing cannabis as a medicine. And similarly, like, I also want to stress that even if you're not using it as a medicine, like, I feel like this is a plant that it's a medicine in and of itself, but I don't believe you have to be on a prescription to use it or like, have physical pain to use it. Like, I feel like it is a medicine that has a lot to teach and obviously some folks just genuinely do not resonate with it and they may be like, it's not for me. And of course, that's 100% fine. However, you know, for me, I feel like bringing intention into my cannabis use has allowed me taking this medicine to 
be more of a ritual experience, to be more intentional. And this helps to kind of alchemize the shame that I have behind utilizing this medicine. And I feel like, you know, bringing magic into things that we hold shame around is a good tool in and of itself. You don't even necessarily have to think about that in the terms of cannabis if you take any regular medication or you have to look after your body in a particular way that may other you. You may feel like, this makes me different, this makes me weird, I feel shame around this. You may feel isolated around this. Bringing magic and ritual and witchcraft into it can help to kind of even out some of that shame because it allows us to truly sit and recognize that what we are doing, what we are taking care of, a body in a particular way, whatever medicine we are receiving, it is sacred, it is holy, and it is something that is restorative for us, for our inner witch, which I feel just like is wins all around, you know? And it was so wild to me because when I did this, this reel, like the first time I ever spoke about weed witchery, it was very on the fly. The reel was like a quick weed witchery tip. Inhale your cannabis, visualizing that you are inhaling in cleansing energy, white cleansing energy, and then breathing back out murky, dark, negative, stagnant energy. In my reel, I actually said to hold, but I had a couple of people being like, there's no need to hold um, cannabis smoke in your lungs. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So you don't need to do that, apparently. There were some people who said that in a really lovely way, and there were some people who said it in kind of a dickhead way. And I feel like this is, you know, almost kind of breath work, essentially. It's the same thing that folks do when they're trying to breathe in a cleansing way, in a restorative way. It's exactly the same thing, except we're inhaling cannabis smoke. And it's so funny because a couple of years ago, this thing would have really stressed me out and freaked me out. But somebody made a meme of me (laughs) being like, this is why white people shouldn't smoke weed. (laughs) And I was like, I find this quite funny because I wholeheartedly accept that on the surface, I am literally a walking fucking stereotype. I have a fucking mullet. I have yellow hair. People see me as a white woman, even though I'm not. And of course, people make a load of judgments and a load of assumptions. A couple of years ago, being made into a meme on like a meme page would have just, I'd be like, I have to now go live in a cave. But I was genuinely like, I can see the humor in this. And especially someone who, um, you know, is not in the spiritual world. They may be like, what the fuck? Just smoke your joint. And there was quite a few people saying that. And I was like, okay, cool. If you want to just just smoke your joint, that's fine. But it was always wild to me when I was like, huh, me adding reverence and treating this plant as sacred, a plant that is being used by humans for millennia across the world, me treating it with reverence and holiness, as dramatic as that sounds, is weird for some people, that's wrong. And I was like, that's so interesting to me. Because to me, I'm like, how is this, how is this wrong? How could this be something that even if you don't personally want to do it, how can you be like, that's messed up? Or not even messed up, that's kind of a dramatization, but But I think it's so interesting, you know, and I do wonder whether some of those reactions did come out of shame because I feel like maybe a couple of years ago before I was actually using cannabis as a medicine for my pain, for my health, 
I might have scorned at somebody else doing this too, you know? But it was very interesting to me how seeing those comments on that weed witchery reel really built resilience in me being visible within my cannabis use and also visible within my weed witchery use as well. Because clearly those people did not have an issue with me smoking cannabis. They had an issue with me smoking cannabis intentionally. (laughs) Which now that I say it, I'm like, wild! Humans are wild. But it just goes to show that even in the cannabis community, like, cannabis use is divided. It's divisive. And some folks are really going to resonate with bringing magic and intention into it. And some people aren't. And that's okay. But if you are one of those people where you're like, inhaling in the good shit and exhaling the bad shit, that sounds fucking great. Stick around because I want to give you some of my tips for bringing more intention and magic into your weed witchery. Obviously, I've spoken quite a bit about treating cannabis with reverence, treating it as a sacred medicine, because that is truly what it deserves. But I would also position that we should be treating all of our plant allies with reverence, with respect. Just because cannabis gives us this very noticeable, or at least for some people, very noticeable change in perception, that doesn't necessarily rank it higher than something that has a bit more of a subtle effect. So when I speak about treating cannabis with reverence, that's also something that as witches, as magical practitioners, that we should try and apply to the other plant allies. And I know obviously I spoke a little bit about, you know, psilocybin and mushrooms um, on the previous episode, but it's a similar thing, you know, people treating psilocybin with reverence and being like, yes, this medicine is sacred but they're not treating your humble field mushroom with the same reverence. And I'm like, they all have lessons to teach us. And I feel like just keeping in mind, you know, when you are actually utilizing your cannabis, when you're preparing your cannabis, like this is a medicine. And all plant allies are medicines. And cannabis does have some very potent lessons to teach us and some very incredible healing medicine to gift us. But so do other plant allies as well. So a lot of what I'm saying within this episode, I feel like could be applied to any plant ally, not necessarily just cannabis. Because really a lot of what my weed witchery is, is collaborating with the spirit of cannabis, revering the medicine that it has to give me and the lessons that it has to teach me. And showing cannabis reverence can be anything from keeping it in a nice container, you know, and not even necessarily just like a pretty container, but one which will keep the medicine as whole and sacred as possible. So you want like an amber glass jar or um, like my prescription stuff comes in literally like a plastic tub, which you can take off the labels and you draw sigils on it or anything like that. You wanna keep it protected from light. And similarly, you may wanna do something like build an altar to your cannabis or have a space on your altar for your cannabis and just treating it as sacred. You can bring as much or as little intention that you want prior to your consumption of it as you like. If you want to charge up your cannabis prior to use or pray to your cannabis or give offerings to the spirit of cannabis or leave a little bit on your altar or burn some as a sacred incense, which was actually a very common incense in the temples of, I think it's Aphrodite Urania, 
there was cannabis burning constantly. Um, there are so many different ways that we can show reverence and intention towards it, even prior to actually intimately working with it. You could also hold this reverence, even with something that's like not flour, because I know a lot of folks use cartridges or oils or anything like that. You can do exactly the same thing. A lot of this episode is going to be based off of utilizing flour. I have used oil as well. That's the way that I personally utilize cannabis within my witchcraft practice. But, you know, you can still do exactly the same thing. You could smoke cleanse your cartridges. You could build a little altar for them. Or if you're keeping them in a particular box or container, think about color magic or what stones or crystals or other sacred herbs you could keep within the same container. Like, really think about if this was a sacred relic that I had been gifted, how would I treat it? How would I treat it with reverence? So even if you're not using flour, you can still approach it from a space of reverence even prior to consuming it. And then when you come to preparing your cannabis, keeping the intention that you are wanting to bring in with your consumption in your brain, I think is really key. So say, for example, if you say, I'm gonna utilize cannabis within this particular session or this evening to bring more creativity into my life. When you are grinding or preparing your cannabis, keeping that intention in your mind, you may wanna visualize a particular sigil that is linked with creativity, you could also, if you wanted to work with a bit more of a longer term intention, get a very plain grinder and decorate your grinder with keywords, symbols, sigils. You could glue stuff to the top of your grinder. You could glue like crystals or gems or any other thing that you could use to act as an energetic ally while you are grinding your cannabis. Thinking about which direction you are grinding in so if you're grinding clockwise, if we want to go with more of the traditional um, witchcraft directions and what they are linked with, clockwise is drawing something in. So if you are drawing in creativity, then you would grind in a clockwise motion. If you were grinding anti-clockwise, that would be for banishing something, for pushing something away. So if you were cleansing, if you were looking to release shame or anything like that, you would grind in a clockwise motion. I had someone ask once, like, what if you grind back and forth? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no traditional link for back and forth. Um, but you may have your own little chaotic blend of doing back and forth. But again, even just trying to intentionally think about how am I grinding this? Visualizing your goal in your head or chanting an incantation whilst you're grinding. And even prior to doing any grinding, like setting up your environment, lighting some incense, turning the lights down low, getting in something really comfortable, maybe getting your journal and thinking about how can I maximize the magic and pleasure that I'm actually going to get from experiencing this particular medicine. You could also add some intentionally selected herbs into your grinder as well. Some folks, when they're like rolling or, you know, packing their vape or whatever, they'll just like mix the herbs in and that's totally fine. But I feel like when we are thinking about, okay, utilizing herbal allies within witchcraft, you know, we tend to grind them with a mortar and pestle before adding them in. We tend to grind them together to really allow that blend to bind together. 
So I personally like adding in the herbs to my grinder and grinding it alongside the weed, but it's very much, you may be like, I'm not destroying my grinder, thank you very much. Um, You may wanna have a separate grinder for your herbs and then another one for your other herb. You know, so it's very much whatever feels good to you, but intentionally thinking about, okay, if you're wanting to draw in creativity, you know, what herbs could you utilize for that? If you're looking to draw in love and pleasure, rose is probably your best ally to work with. Damiana is another fantastic ally. I adore adding in some mugwort if you're looking to do any kind of psychic opening or psychic work, because it's a very intuitive and mystical herb. If you're utilizing cartridges or oils, you could also charge your cartridges alongside a herbal ally, like get a little bag, put your little cartridge in there and then surround it with the particular herb that you're looking to utilize with that particular cannabis. And then you could also like brew a tea with it or do something like that, or even burn it as incense. Like you don't necessarily have to consume that herb for it to be supportive of your practice, of your cannabis use. Now, one of my favorite weed witchery tips, especially for the quote unquote lazy witch or low energy witch, is utilizing king palm palm rolls. I am not sponsored to say this, I promise. But if king palm are listening, I would totally clap with you, (laughs) but I doubt it. It will be, you know, that will be wild, but I am not sponsored to say this at all. But this is one of the big tools that really got me thinking about being a little bit more innovative with my weed witchery. So if you don't know what king palms are, they're not actually that common here in the UK, but a lot of kind of um, head shops or smoking shops will sell them. They are apparently extremely common in the US. So for those who don't know, king palms are like a pre-rolled cone um, that are palm leaf and they have a palm roach as well. Um, so there's no paper, they, are, they last a really long time and they have these little flavored pellets in the roach, which you can then squeeze and it will flavor the smoke. And they have tons of different flavors. They have like lemon, um, they have like a guava, which is really nice. They have a mint. And because it's a palm leaf cone, it's really sturdy. And there's also a handy little sticker around the bottom as well, which is absolutely perfect for writing a little symbol or a little sigil to charge your cannabis or whatever herb you're actually using. Because you can, you don't even necessarily have to use this with cannabis. I've used it with other herbs with a particular sigil or intention or just even like a word. So say for example, the lemon and the mint are fantastic for cleansing work. So if you're looking to cleanse your aura, you're looking to cleanse your space, you could inhale the smoke and then exhale it to cleanse the space or cleanse your own inner witch, your own person, um, your own aura. The guava I love for like love and abundance workings. The mint is also a really good one for abundance workings. They've got like cherry ones, they've got vanilla, they have some like really cool flavors, but you can get really creative with it and be like, okay, if this was a herbal ally, if I was working with lemon within a spell, what intention would it bring? It's very clearing, it's very cleansing, cool. So that will be a good one for a lemon king palm. And then when you've actually constructed and you're like ready to consume your cannabis, whether that's in a vape, 
or in a king palm or in, you know, a joint or whatever, holding it and just taking some time to connect again with your intention and be like, this is what I'm actually looking to bring in. You may want to do some chanting. You can charge up your joint with like sex magic or something cool like that. You can dance with it. You can visualize energy moving from your heart space down your arms into the palms of your hands and into your joint, infusing it and charging it with magic. And obviously you could do that with a cartridge or an oil or anything like that. And then when you're ready to consume your cannabis, again, just trying to do that as intentionally as possible. I always try and extend some gratitude to the cannabis for giving me the medicine, the healing. You may wish to do something whilst you are consuming your cannabis, like create something or do some journaling or do some divination and just allow the medicine to work with you. So I suppose like the main key word with weed witchery, as unoriginal as this is, and I'm pretty sure that this is probably what witches say for like every single thing, the key word is intention. It's how can I bring in, even if it's just 1% more magic, you don't have to infuse every single step of your cannabis consumption with magic unless it's something that would feel good for you. You may be like, Do you know what? The preparation I prefer to just do mindlessly while I watch silly memes on reels, but I will intentionally consume it. You may be like, no, the preparation and intentionally selecting the herbs and then just chilling out with my vape, that's more than enough for me. So I really encourage you to sit and be like, what would I actually want to do? Not only what do you want to do with your cannabis consumption, But what's actually sustainable for you? You may be like, yes, I could do all of this and every single step of my cannabis consumption will be intentional. It will be infused with magic. And yes, there is the potential to put magic into every single step. And is that actually going to be sustainable for you? I feel it is much more productive and much more effective to be like, I'm just going to add intention into one or two parts of this, the part that feels easiest to add magic and intention, and then go from that. Because there's no point doing overkill. If you're going to struggle to be intentional while you're consuming or inhaling your cannabis, then perhaps bring intention into the preparation. And then even just building up your tolerance, being like, I'm going to spend a minute being intentional with my cannabis consumption, and then I'm just going to get my phone on Instagram and start scrolling. Like, that's okay. And another thing that I really want to stress is that your cannabis consumption doesn't always have to be witchcraft. You don't always have to make your cannabis consumption a magical thing. It would be a great world if we could bring intention into every single thing, but sometimes our brains just need a fucking break. You know, sometimes we need to light a candle because we need some warmth or a little bit of light. We don't necessarily have to do a candle spell. Sometimes we may just do makeup without it being glamour magic just because it's fun. So... If you're finding yourself perhaps beating yourself up being like, oh my God, Vicky just said this was a medicine and I've just been chain smoking joints for the last three months. Like, (laughs) that's okay. 
It doesn't always have to be intentional. It is very much whatever works for you. You may listen to this whole episode and be like, do you know what? I'm actually okay. I don't want to do weed witchery. And that's okay. There are so many ways that you could utilize bringing intention and even the stuff we've spoken about in this episode into practice in another way. The same tools that we utilize within weed witchery can be applied to veneration of any sort of herbal or plant ally or even natural ally like a crystal or anything like that. Obviously we can't inhale crystals. (laughs) Please don't try and smoke quartz. Um, (laughs) But We can still apply this treating of reverence and gratitude to a natural ally with literally any other herbal ally. One of the biggest takeaways that I've had from my connection with cannabis, from my weed witchery journey, is to lean on the medicine when I am in that shame place. When I am feeling ashamed of my cannabis use. I'm ashamed that I am reliant on this particular medicine. I am ashamed, not all the time, like when I say I'm ashamed, I'm not like sitting in shame now, but but there is a part of me that is ashamed that I have become a stereotype. Like, oh my goodness, but it's like, like, I'm a fucking stereotype in every other fucking way. Like I am a queer, lefty, polyamorous, <laughs> a witch with a yellow mullet, you know? But for some reason, this particular stereotype feels edgy to be perceived as that. Even though it's so funny because I hold this shame around maybe not being productive while I use cannabis, even though when I don't use cannabis, I am less productive because I have more pain, I struggle with attention, and cannabis allows me to come back to my body to be focused. And yet I still carry this weird judgment around being lazy and, you know, people who smoke cannabis are lazy and they don't do anything. And it's literally like, oh my God, like I do my best work when I am utilizing cannabis as a medicine. Because when I connect with the spirit of cannabis and I sit and I speak to the medicine and I'm like, what do you have to teach me? Which is not all the time, like I do really want to stress that, that sometimes I don't have the capacity to reach out and connect with the spirit of cannabis, same thing as sometimes I don't have the capacity to reach out and connect with a friend. Sometimes I'm not present within my my connections and the same thing goes with my cannabis use, sometimes I'm not intentional with it and that's just fine, it is what it is, you know? I get to try and bring in as much intention and I also get to decide when I bring in that intention because it doesn't actually have to be all the time. But when I do take the time to sit and connect with the spirit of cannabis, I feel such loving validation that there is no shame in utilizing this medicine from the earth, utilizing this medicine that has brought me not just physical healing, but emotional and spiritual healing that has allowed me to connect with the priestesses in Aphrodite Urania's temple who were utilizing cannabis or the sacred sex workers who we do have some records that they that utilized cannabis within their work. It connects me to this long lineage of people who are utilizing cannabis as a medicine and seeing it as something with reverence. And that includes you. If you are listening to this and you're like, I also believe this is a sacred medicine. You are also connected to this lineage and I am also connected to you as a fellow cannabis user. And I feel like 
maybe that's the nerve that when I got those troll comments, maybe that's the nerve that it struck as I was like, holy shit, we are all utilizing this incredible medicine. And who the fuck cares whether I'm utilizing it in a different way? But like, I feel like actually it's not really a reflection on me. It's a reflection on perhaps other people and where they're at within their own cannabis journey and how they view other people utilizing cannabis. That might not actually be about me. It's actually probably not about me, but I can do the work to understand my connections with shame around my cannabis use, understand how that has been culturally pushed onto me, how that is upheld within my everyday life through no fault of my own. I feel like all of this is part of the work and I get to choose to undo that shame by bringing more magic and intention and ritual into my weed witchery practice and my witchcraft practice in general and developing a connection with cannabis, your own unique connection, your own unique relationship, I feel like is very key to this work. And there are so many different ways that you can actually do this through venerating and honoring a particular plant ally. And I'm hoping to go into all of that in the, the full weed witchery lesson in MMMS, which will be released between August and September. So if you are like, do you know what? This sounds fucking great. There's going to be some stuff around looking at the shame of utilizing cannabis. So I'm really hoping to give folks a whole experience of really thinking about our own connections with cannabis. If you're curious about that, that and like so much more else is all included in Magical Misfit Mystery School. And in MMS, we're not just learning how to do candle magic or how to do, you know, that particular skill. We're also developing the foundational tools to be able to be like, huh, I feel shame around that. Or I have a fear around that. Or this is activating this particular stress that I have about my spirituality or my connection with inner witch. We are not just learning practical tools. Well, these are practical tools, but we're also learning the, like the foundational underpinnings of our spirituality and how we can develop more meaningful and authentic connections with our inner witch. Tuition is super flexible. You can sign up for as long or as short as you like, and you get access to literally everything. There's live events. There's so much. So if you are curious about that, I've popped all of the information in the description. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Follow the podcast. Please rate the podcast. And if this did resonate with you, I would love to hear your words and support. I I think I literally say this in every single episode, but I get so many wonderful messages and emails about people who have found the podcast helpful and supportive. And it really does mean so much because... I had so much anxiety around doing this podcast that it just feels so abundant to have it so gratefully received with the community. So if this did really resonate with you and you enjoyed the tools that were offered here in this episode, I would love to hear, share it with folks, do the stuff, do the podcasty stuff, and I will speak to you next time. Bye.